When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. I'm said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foam pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough, and glad you're joining me today. This is episode 93 June 20th, 2018, and today we're talking about laying down a strong foundation for a new homestead. I hope your week is going well. We've had several days of hot weather around here, and now it looks like we're going to have several days of rain, so kind of back and forth. I wish you'd kind of alternate those every couple days, uh, you know, kind of be easier on the garden, so I wouldn't have to be out there watering the garden, but it's been good, you know. I'll take it over winter any day. I, I really enjoy being able to get out there in the heat and uh, do some gardening. Plus, we brought in some new livestock the other day. We got some more quail and got a couple more rabbits. So I've been kind of working with that, getting that situated. And, uh, you know, things are just growing and expanding and the garden's looking great, uh, even though it's took a little more work this year because we just had just the weather's been you know challenging and the uh and the bug pressure this year has been challenging as well definitely been dealing with some of that but it's all good you know uh, i'll take i'll take this lifestyle any day uh today's question uh for the podcast comes in from zach uh, zach asks well he says my wife and i will be closing on a new home on five acres in the next few weeks we're both new to rural living and homesteading but are excited to get started we'd like to ultimately be able to grow Uh, slash raise the majority of our food needs, including vegetables, fruit, nuts, and raising small livestock, along with potentially uh, taking on selling at farmer's markets or running a small CSA. Looking back on your experience, what do you think are the best areas to start out with for wisely building a new homesteading operation? In other words, are there projects you feel lay a strong foundation on which to further develop a fully functioning, intensive homestead. More specific to our situation, are there certain areas you'd address in a location that experiences all four seasons? We're in Minnesota, and and or for people starting out in midsummer rather than autumn or spring. Zach, great question, and congratulations on closing on your five-acre homestead. Sounds like it's going to be a great place. Sounds like you got some some awesome goals there of growing your own food and selling some and doing some market gardening. Um, some advice for laying down a strong foundation for your fully functioning intensive homestead. Well, I may not go where you think I'm going to go with this. I'm not going to talk a lot about actually the projects themselves. I want to talk about more about the process leading up to that. I'm going to give you six E's. I want to talk about evaluation, education, uh, emulating, establishing, 
evolving and enjoying. So let's just kind of lay those out. Let me tell you what I mean by all this. Um, first thing you're going to want to do with this new five acre property is evaluate. You want to evaluate your new homestead. And that takes a little time. You're, I mean, I'm sure you've walked the property several times. I'm sure you've really thought about your layout. But you really want to take some time and, and get this right. Where are you going to put everything? What animals are you going to have? What fruit trees and nut trees are you going to be planting? Um, where's the garden going to be? What other uh, things are you going to build on the property? I mean, are you going to have a greenhouse? Are you going to have hoop houses, greenhouses? You probably are because of your area in Minnesota. You're probably going to put up some, especially if you're doing marketing garden, market gardening, you're probably going to put up some hoop houses, some high tunnels. Um, are you going to build a smoker? Are you going to uh, put in an aviary for, for certain animals? Are you going to build you know livestock pens for this or that? Where are these things going to be? Now, you want to take the time and lay that out properly. And uh, well, this will be the most important part of the entire process. It's not that things can't be changed later. It's that it's expensive and difficult to change them later. Um, you will make some mistakes, and we'll talk about that here in a few minutes too. But it, taking the time to evaluate your new homestead is really important. Now, I know I know you're wanting to just get started. It, it's it's hard to hold back. It's hard to say, you know what? I want to take some time with this. But it's going to be really important, especially when you when you're talking about the the really permanent things like planting trees, building buildings. These things are going to be there, and uh, you want to get that right. You want to have these things in the right place uh, before you uh, just jump and go. Yeah, absolutely. You can get started with some small projects. You can bring in your chickens. You can start a garden. There are things you can do right now, but before you start putting in the heavy, heavy infrastructure, you're definitely going to want to take some time and evaluate your new homestead. Now, some people would say, wait a whole year. Just take a year and really evaluate. I, I don't know that it takes that much time and, and you know, you may already know what you want. So you gauge that yourself, but definitely slow down a little bit when it comes to you know, a lot of people say, get in there and plant those trees right now. I mean, because trees, you know, the best time to plant a tree is, was, you know, 20 years ago. The next best time is today. Yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, when you plant a tree, it's difficult to move a tree. Even if it's a sapling, I mean, it's still, you have to, without damaging that tree, it's difficult to move. So take your time, you know, and, and make sure you're putting these things where you want them to be. Understand all the reasons you're putting that tree where you're putting it. Understand all the reasons you're putting that building or that barn, that, that garage or whatever you're putting up, that, um, that coop. Understand the reasons you're putting it there. Um, understand the reasons you're building a fence in this area. Uh, like I said, none of these things are impossible to move, but they are, they're, they're difficult to move. And you want to make sure you get that right. So you really want to evaluate what you're going to be doing on your homestead and then what it's going to take to do those things and then where to put them. So take your time and evaluate. The second E I want to talk about is education. And that's education through reputable sources. Now, there there's a ton to learn out there. And, and I'll tell you, there's a, there's a lot of great online resources. But if you can find a local resource where you can get hands-on experience, that's even better. Now, like I said, there's great courses out there. There's great YouTube channels out there. You know, I even know a couple okay podcasts you could listen to. But, you know, there, there are things you can do to educate yourself. So be educated. Now, and I'll be talking about a couple of those here in a few minutes in the in the recommendations, uh, some books, some court possible courses you might want to look at, um, things like that. You can educate yourself on what you're wanting to do. You have some great ideas there. You're wanting to 
grow your own food in, in a, in a four season environment. That that's awesome. There's certain people that could educate you on the best ways to do that. You're wanting to do market gardening. There are some great courses and some great people out there that can show you how to do that, teach you how to do that properly in, in the most productive way. I'll, I'll let you know about a couple of those here in a few minutes. Um, but educating yourself will be, this is the time. This is the time you really want to take the time to educate yourself. I actually know people who go work on other homesteads and learn from them before they start their own little projects. Not a bad idea. Maybe you've already done that. Uh, maybe it's just not really an option for you right now, but that's a great thing to do. Go and actually work on somebody else's homestead or just hang out on their homestead for a while, you know, and learn from them. I know of people who've done that. They've went to say Elliot Coleman's uh, homestead and, and hung out with him and watched how he done things and and uh, let him educate them on on how to do the, the to to grow in the hoop houses and how to run their market garden. Um, and he's a guy I'll, I'll mention here in a few minutes. So uh, there, there's things like that you can do. Uh, I mean, I know like. Um, Joel Salatin, Polyface. I know a lot of people go through his his uh, homestead there, his farm, and he he shows you how he's doing things, and and he's got an open farm where you can go and learn. His environment his environment's quite a bit different than yours in Minnesota, but there's a lot you can learn from guys like that. So so being around people like that and educating yourself on how they're doing it uh, is important. Which brings us to the next D, and that's emulating. It's emulating great examples of those who are doing what you want to do. I mentioned a few already. Uh, Joel Salatin, Elliot Coleman, another one I, I think of that's going to be, it's it's a similar environment. He's up in Canada, and that's uh, Jean-Martin Fortier. He, he's doing market gardening. He's got a great book. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But, uh, you know, I even think about somebody like Curtis Stone. He's more on the urban side of things. He's got his, he's got his, uh, his uh, high tunnel set up in, in, in the city on plots of land. But he's market gardening, and, and there's a lot you could learn from that guy. Uh, so emulating great examples of those who are doing what you want to do is important. Um, if you want to do the best you can with, with what you're doing, find guys who are already successful at it and do what they're doing. I mean, it really is that simple. And, and the great thing is most of them have courses and books and things already on what they're doing that you can learn from. So it falls into the education realm, but it goes a step further into that you're copying what they're doing. And you, you're going to adjust and you're going to make changes and you're going to make it your own, but the foundations of what you're wanting to do can be emulated from other people by great examples. And the fourth E we're going to talk about is actually establishing, and that's establishing the right infrastructure for your homestead. That means now it's time to get out there and start building. Okay, you've you've evaluated, you've educated yourself on, through reputable sources. You're now looking at folks to emulate. Okay, now they've got high tunnels. They're putting their rows 36 inches wide. They're they're uh, they're putting them in this position. They're using this equipment. They're doing all these things. Now it's time to establish those things. Get out there, build those high tunnels, put in those coops and pins, uh, build that fence, do all the things that you've actually um, took the time now to to look at and and think about and evaluate and now it's time to do and and that's an important step and so many people want to analyze things to death there is a time that comes where you just have to get busy and now that time is here we're establishing this infrastructure and uh, it's that's where the money gets spent and it's where the hard work gets done no doubt about it and that's what sounds like you're eager to get started doing and again, these other things are really important. So just slow down just a bit before you get to this point. 
but again, there are things you are you can do like right off the bat. I mean, you're jumping into this midsummer, as you said. Is there advice for midsummer? Yeah, get some get some meat chickens. You know, you got eight weeks. You got eight weeks to raise these birds. You know, throw them in some, uh, build you some uh, tractors, and uh, put them in tractors and drag them across your land. You know, and you're raising meat birds that you could sell and, and even and use for your own food. Uh, there are things you could start midsummer that you could grow. You know, I mean, there's there's fast growing things that you can grow, especially in Minnesota. I mean, you can still probably grow leafy greens up there in the summer if you get a part of your your yard that isn't so um, you know being cooked by the sun. Um, you could probably get some started, and they'd probably be you know coming on strong when the weather starts cooling down a little bit. Maybe you know, I mean, there are things you can do. Um, that, you know, have a thirty to forty five day. Uh, growing time that you could grow a lot of food yet even so this is a time this is a time to establish once you've done these other things and and even again there are things you can establish right off the bat that aren't such permanent things that aren't going to affect these other this evaluation this education and this emulating process the fifth thing i want to talk about is evolving and and i'll say it like this evolve gradually because you're not going to get everything right the first time open yourself up to being able to evolve to change to to if something's not working stop doing it or change the way you're doing it if you're finding that you're growing in one area you can evolve you can change the uh, the direction of your homestead and start going down another path be open to evolving your homestead and making it your own and doing the things you want to do the way you want to do them. Yes, you've educated yourself and you're emulating some great examples, but in the end, even those guys aren't doing it the exact same way they learned how to do it from somebody else. They evolved, they changed, and then they wrote a book on how they did it, okay? And you could do the same thing. You could write your own book one day on how you did it, how you evolved, how you did it a little bit different, and you made it your own. And that's just part of the process, you know. Nobody's doing their homestead like I'm doing it. Nobody's doing it like, you know, uh, Jean-Martin Fortier is doing it or Joel Salatin is doing it. Exactly. Okay, we're all doing it different. We have our own little thing. We have our own little niches. We have the things we enjoy the most. Uh, we, we have the, the things we want to focus on. And there's, there's things that you're going to do that nobody else is going to do. And you're going to find that you want to do that nobody else is really talking about. Do those things because that leads us to the next E, the final E, and that's enjoying the journey as much as the destination. You know, life is a journey. I mean, it sounds cliche to say, right? And we need to enjoy that journey. You have a goal in mind. You have an end game. You're thinking to the end. You're thinking, boy, I want to have, I want to have my freezer filled with my own food that we've grown on this property and raised on this property. And I want to be selling at the farmer's markets and run a CSA. That's your end goal right now. The process is the fun part. You know, getting out there with your hands, working in the garden, feeding your livestock, you know, setting up at the farmer's market to see the CSA and getting to know people and enjoying the conversations, uh, enjoying the process, enjoying the journey is what it's all about. And homesteading is awesome, but the final destination is not the awesome part. The awesome part is getting out there and working that homestead in the morning and in the evening and being tired and sweaty and dirty and just thinking, this is what it's all about. I love this. You know, to me, that is the part that's, that's enjoyable. And don't forget to enjoy that. Don't get your mind so wrapped up on the end game that you forget about, that you forget about the process and forget to enjoy the process. So that is, probably isn't what you were looking for for an answer you're probably looking for specific projects but 
you know, it's going to be different for everybody and it's going to be different for you. And, and I hope what I've said today helps you some or helps somebody for sure. But again, it's just, it's so hard to nail down specifics on your situation because your homestead is going to look different than anybody else's. And it should because it's tailored to fit you. So that's what I have to say about that. Evaluate, educate, emulate, establish, evolve, and for goodness sake, don't forget to enjoy the process. So there you have it. Um, I hope that helps you. Let's look at a few things I talked about, some recommendations. Um, some of these folks have courses as well. Now, I mentioned uh, Joel Salatin. He's got tons of books out there. So you just pick your pick your books Uh Three of his books that come to mind that would probably be the most beneficial for you. He has one that's called uh, Folks, This Ain't Normal, A Farmer's Advice for Happier Hens, Healthier People, and a Better World. That's a great book. Uh, He has one called Your Successful Farm Business, uh, Production, Profit, and Pleasure. That'd probably be real applicable to what you're trying to do. And then the one I think that would probably benefit you the most is called You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Start and Succeed in a Farming Enterprise. I'll put the links to those in the show notes. But some others I wanted to tell you about was I mentioned a guy named Jean-Martin Fortier a couple times. He has a book called The Market Gardener. It's a successful grower's handbook for small-scale organic farming. Great book. Very great book. I mentioned Elliot Coleman. He has a book, and I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast, called Four Season Harvest, Organic Vegetables from Your Home Garden All Year Long. It's a great one for your your climate. You'll, you'll benefit from that. And one I just recently found that I thought was really great, it's called The Year-Round Vegetable Gardener. And I think this would be really applicable to your situation just because of where you're at. This book is by Nikki Jabor. She's from Nova Scotia. And uh, so she's definitely going to have good advice for growing in a climate similar to yours. And um, it's how to grow your own food 365 days a year, no matter where you live. So great uh, uh, resource there for growing in an environment uh, like yours. Because as we all know, you live in the frozen tundra of the United States. <laughs> yeah, you live in the place where uh, I wouldn't want to live. I, you know, Indiana is is uh, about as uh, much winter as I can handle. So, <laughs> I hats off to you for wanting to endure uh, that kind of environment. And you know what? It is great. Um, it's a beautiful place. I mean, as a truck driver, I've been all over the country. I think it's a um, I think it's a fantastic place where you live, and I think you're going to love having five acres there. But it doesn't come without its challenges for sure. So there's a few there's a few books uh, I'll mention. Some of these folks have actual courses. Um, I mentioned uh, Curtis Stone, and he actually has a book uh, about urban farming, and he talks a lot about market gardening, which. Uh, on the business side of things, he has a lot of great advice, and he even has courses on that. So you might look into Curtis Stone as well. All the links to these things are being the show notes under the recommendations. Check them out. I think you'll. Uh, I think you can benefit from that on the education side of things, and um, you know, definitely dive into the uh, the realm of permaculture on your evaluation. Uh, I know you're wanting to set up just a simple market garden. But I think uh, studying permaculture and permaculture design could really help you evaluate your homestead as well. Uh, it'll, it'll help you to take a more holistic approach 
towards the layout of your property, uh, like where you're putting things and the reason you're putting them there. So permaculture design could, I think could really benefit you through the evaluation process, especially. So, uh, look into the, to that as well. So hopefully these, this, these few tips helped you today and, and it gave you something to think about, uh, today on the homestead life segment, I'll just talk about what I talked about with Zach here and that's enjoying the journey. Um, something that is better in my life because of homesteading is homesteading. I mean, being able to go out and, and, you know, I think I've mentioned this before, but it, it bears repeating just being able to go out and walk around your garden, spending time in your garden, being hot and sweaty and dirty at the end of the day because you were working on your homestead and you were cleaning out the animal pens and you were pulling weeds out of your garden and you were doing all the things that homesteading involves and feeling good about it. You know, there's just something great at the end of the day about that feeling. Cleaning up and thinking, boy, I got a good hard day's work in. And it just it just feels like the way things should be. And I enjoy that. I don't know about you, but that is probably one of the things I enjoy the most, the absolute most about the homestead life. Just feeling this sense of doing things the way they're supposed to be done. Planting a seed tending it till it's time to harvest it and then preserving it and then eating it. The whole process is just awesome. Uh, Watching an animal being born on your homestead, raising it up, processing it, and then, you know, preserving it, however you're doing that. And then, and then eating it one day, knowing that that spent its entire life on your homestead. There's just something that feels good about that, you know, and, and all these things together at the end of the day, just make the homestead life great. I mean, just, just the feeling of it all makes it great. So that's what I'll say about the homestead life today and just enjoy it. I enjoy it. I hope you're getting out there and just not letting it just, just feel like all work to you. Take the time to just stop, lean over on your pitchfork, stare at your garden and just enjoy it. It's, it's a, it's a wonderful feeling. So that's what I'll say about that today. If you want to submit a question for the podcast, you can send your questions to ask at smalltownhomestead.com or call or text in your questions to our voicemail at 765-203-1949. Submit questions as many and as often as you like. We need them all the time. Been getting some great questions in, got some great podcast episodes coming up for you guys. Uh, you know what? And that's the thing about these podcasts. Now, the way we're doing this, if you don't like the podcast, ask a question because you know what? This, these podcasts will be about whatever you want them to be about. You ask the questions and that's what we'll talk about. Um, if you're thinking that, that the topics aren't, they're not really something you want to hear. All you got to do is send in a question and guess what? That's what the podcast will be about. So, um, they're tailor fit for you. Uh, just, uh, you guide the show at this point. Um, this podcast is made is made possible by those who join our Homestead Forum membership community. To learn more about the benefits of that membership, go to thehomesteadforum.com and uh, just see what it's all about. Uh, a lot of stuff going on there. And uh, you get more podcasts, you get videos, you get a forum, you get discounts on products. Uh, just all kinds of stuff going on there. Uh, go check it out uh, and support this podcast. The show notes for this episode can be found at smalltownhomestead.com forward slash 93. Uh, Thanks for joining me today, folks. Happy homesteading and God bless. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. 
There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow. Thank you.